Steve Hill, welcome to Real Health. Oh my goodness, who'd have thought, who'd have thought, who'd have imagined, who'd have studied of <laughs> that health is about nutrition. Not just normal nutrients, as in macronutrients, not just your carbs, your protein, your fats. Well, water is also a nutrient, macronutrient, but it's all about me micronutrients, the 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. And um, that makes up 90 essential micronutrients that we require every day forever. Okay. Um, there's a, um, this is what is essential for now. The last declared essential nutrient was choline in 1998. There might be more, there might be objectively, God knows, there might be 115, there might be 270, I don't know. But for the moment, we know, we understand that 90 essential micronutrients are required for uh, health and longevity. And that is not just humans, but all vertebrates for that matter. Vertebrates, as in your dog, cat, horse, hippopotamus, uh, your fish, your giraffe or your monkey or your you get it so uh of us <laughs> they, they have a backbone anyway anyway even your lizard lizard is that a bird of it yes it is anyway anyway so um today you've clicked on it oh what was i gonna talk you know before i do oh my goodness ah we're all different you may say you might you may think you may no, we're all different. Uh, well, we are, we are. It is different until we're not. And I believe, I advocate, I, I here's my idea on, oh, we're all different. We, we all need different things in, um, in our diet because um, of this blood type and this, uh, physique type, this ethnicity, that uh, uh, genetic factor, that bloody this, bloody that. Let me tell you, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yes, that's right, that's right. Um, if you are Latino, um, if you're Caucasian or Black or Asian, uh, if you're Danish, Jewish, bloody this, bloody that. We need those equal amounts of the 90 essential micronutrients. Oh, but I'm uh, a, a negative um, blood type and therefore I need this diet. Uh, let me tell you, uh, wrong, wrong, bullshit, bullshit and incorrect, all that. Um, I've looked into some of the different uh, uh, characteristics of um, genetic type, types, uh, ethnicities, sexes, uh, all that. And uh, I will tell you that it still comes down to how heavy you are is how much micronutrient, micronutrients we, we require to live healthily well, when you're healthy, you've got more chance of being happy, right? 
and to live longer, which is also perhaps healthy, uh, happy. You know, uh, what if you get to the age of 109 and you got great, great grandkids? Wouldn't that be lovely? Anyway, anyway. So, um, some of the greater, some, some of the insights that uh, made me sort of think, uh, all those different characteristics, uh, attributes, genetics, uh, activity levels, um, uh, mental health predisposition, disposition, uh, PTSD. Uh, <laughs> what's the most um, niche? What's the most niche um, uh, characteristic? Um, like, not personality characteristic, like uh, physical appearance characteristic. characteristic. What, what is the most niche? Um, I don't know, um, the most niche in political, in the political sphere, um, as I've seen at the moment, is um, black trans, um, black trans woman, the most minority group, you know, gets the most sort of exposure, I don't know. So even if you're uh, a black trans uh, woman that's Jewish, uh, you may have a great chance of, uh, you know, the Jewish um, illnesses that may be out there, uh, hypertension, um, because you're trans, you might get this and that, and therefore you need this diet. No, 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 no. You still need the particular amounts of uh, micronutrients, the 90 essential micronutrients, according to your weight. If you're 55 kilos, um, what's that, 115, 120 pounds, you need 120 pounds worth of the micronutrients that we all require in the particular optimum amount that we require of the 16 minerals, the uh, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, and two essential fatty acids. Also, cut those the glutens, the oils, the sugars, and the, and the nitrates, nitrites, the whole keto 44. Well, maybe keto, three quarters of your calories should be keto, perhaps. Um, you can have some grain in there for some variety, some calorie makeup um, to make your diet a bit more, maybe, I don't know, uh, appetizing because as as a human race like uh, we we tend to well, particularly in the west i guess um you know breaking bread and you know because we shouldn't be eating bread no the whole gluten complex um perhaps get some rice in there let's part some rice as our grains uh, to eat with our you know medium rare red meat perhaps our uh with our eggs, not bacon. No, 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 not bacon. If you can get bacon that doesn't have nitrates, nitrites in it, which pretty much means uh, making your own bacon, cutting your own, you know, slaughtering your own pig, and making your own bacon, that's the only way you will get uh, bacon without nitrates, nitri nitrites in it. What's the whole nitrates, nitrites thing? Well, that's the new carcinogen in town. That's worse than being obese, and it's worse than smoking. This morning I answered a uh, particular email and uh, I placed smoking at number six. Number six of ceasing. 
the first four you know about, well, the regular listeners know about, cutting uh, the gluten with wheat, barley, rye, and oats. Yes, it includes oats as well. The oils, which is the uh, fried food, burnt animal fat, and all oils in a bottle. Yes, it gets all oxidized, and it, that's what creates the whole atherosclerosis um, in your circulatory system. Yes, yes. The sugars, uh, in combination with the sugars, uh, that clogs up our um, arteries and, and uh, the oils and the sugars makes our cholesterol levels, uh, particularly the uh, bad cholesterol, the LDLs, that's what the, the scary cholesterol numbers are, the oils and the sugars, yes. Sugars uh, and the nitrates, nitrites, which is the carcinogen, which is worse than smoking. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And number five, I've placed num- uh, number six is smoking. Number five, though, which is worse than, uh, worse than smoking, is glyphosate. Glyph- <laughs> glyphosate. Roundup exposure. And that is very heavily perpetrated, sprinkled on, sprayed on our corn and soy crop, especially. So if you're going to uh, eat corn, as a replacement from the um, from the wheat, from the gluten, it's um, it's better uh, health-wise, but uh, yeah, it's still very heavy on the carcinogenic um, sort of side of things, carcinogenic risk. So number four is the nitrates, nitrates, which enters the uh, top of the tree of the carcinogenics. Then comes the uh, glyphosate-heavy crops, particularly the corn and the soy. Um, I still have uh, corn cakes or, you know, those rice cake type things, those um, which uh, got corn in them. So 10% of my quarter of my calories, 10% of my quarter, which is pretty much, you know, two and a half percent of my calories is corn. Yes, it's it's more minute, but um, you can't have two and a half percent of your diet in wheat, that's when you can't, that's when you hamper your absorption capacity. The wheat part or the gluten part must be seeds, right? So that has to be zero. So number number five is the corn and the soy. Um, I still have it. So once you get out to number five, um, careful, careful how much you're taking in. Number six, I used to uh, smoke cigars. Yeah, that's number six. I, I think at, at one point, without even thinking about it, I placed uh, smoking as number seven or eight. Um, I do recall. I'm not sure what was number number five, six, seven at that point, but um, I actually thought about it a, a bit more when I was writing a particular reply to an email this morning, and uh, that's what happened. That's what happened out of my latest think. So uh, we're not all different. We're not... Uh, we don't have different dietary needs. We have, we may have di- dietary preferences, which is totally, totally different. Totally different. Um, you know, in, in the past, oh, I love my vegetables. Oh, I love my meat. There you go. There you go. That's all preference type shit. I've got preference for, for egg. There you go. Uh, it's easy for me to, uh, before I used to advocate for dairy and egg. I used to call it call this uh, the, the Keto 44, the <laughs> the 44, the twist of dairy and egg. Well, that was even more clumsy than the, than the, than the clumsy uh, Keto 44. So, hmm, 
or the 44 keto. I don't even know where I'm at with that. Anyway, it's just, uh, I'll continue my clumsiness until it maybe picks up with um, a few more takers and uh, maybe in seven, seven years, 10 years, people will be saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing really well on your, um, on your diet and uh, maybe it will pick up more for, uh, for people to, um, to, to take on, but I'm not going to hold my breath. But I won't be uh, 93 saying, oh, I wish I could have done that, wish I could have, could have saved the world, but uh, you know, at least it's out there, I'm trying to save the world. It's clumsily done. It's unprepared, it's low quality. Yeah, I get it, I get it. While I'm driving, it's not prepared and I'm just chin wagging, flapping my gums, virtual mastication. <laughs> so yeah, I get it, I understand. Um, it's all grandiose and I may, even, even with my now clocked up 13,000 hours of, uh, you know, 3,000 hours spent of um, trying to prove myself wrong, trying to prove myself insane, that hasn't eventuated yet. 3,000 3, hours worth of um, trying to trying to prove that I'm insane. I'm not insane yet. One of the proofs of being insane in what I'm trying to advocate here with the KJ44 is that uh, if I would have um, resumed my chronic illnesses, resumed my obesity or starting to gain weight, yes, I've uh, said that I've put on whatever it's been, like four, five, six kilo, whatever it, whatever it has been. I haven't, I've got on the scales, what was it, a few days ago, and uh, I was around 89 kilos. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I've been pretty much that for the last six months. And, um, and that was at the um, tail end of increasing my uh, caloric intake by about 30% for about three or four months. And um, I was probably at the tail end of that, um, you know, in my overshoot. And uh, so in those three or four months, I put on a kilogram and that was in the last couple of weeks of the four months. So yeah, um, that was just um, that, that sort of um, overshoot and uh, for the last, what was it, two or three months, I've resumed my um, normal caloric sort of intake, which is not forced or, um, you know, that, <laughs> let me qualify what I'm trying to say here. Um, my trial of uh, increasing my caloric intake by 30%, that, that was, it, um, it felt a little bit forced. I, I, I sort of forced it down my gullet, forced it down my throat. And uh, so after about three or four months, I, I pulled back. And uh, now that's my, uh, uh, I, I feel better on my two and a quarter meals per day. So that's what I'm sort of going at at the moment. And in those two and a quarter meals um, with my extra protein, uh, you, <laughs> cal calorie wise, uh, you could actually be out by 200%. So uh, I'm estimating my caloric intake is around 1500 calories. And that's very comfortable. And uh, uh, even if I was uh, 2,000 calories or 1,200 calories um, or roundabouts, uh, I would have been sitting at the sort of weight that I am now with a partial six-pack, uh, looking fairly athletic, um, and uh, that sort of thing with my personal sort of situation and disclosure. So there you go.
So I am contending, even though we are all these different um, ethnicities, uh, uh, sexual orientations and different genetics and that sort of thing. No, we're not that different. I spent a couple of weeks working in a, on a chicken farm, and uh, which made me solidify some of my thoughts that I'm trying to uh, advocate for at the moment. And uh, basically I thought, hmm, all these chickens, they, they might be all the equivalent of, you know, uh, Caucasian healthy humans. You know, the, I think they were, when I thought of it the most was, uh, I, was I was with the, in the Rossmore chicken breed shed. And, uh, you know, there was different weights that's pretty much the only difference and different, uh, I guess, uh, territorial um, aggressiveness in the males, in the roosters, right? These were the um, main differences. But in uh, my thought, in the health department, would the, those chickens and roosters, would they be different? Would they require um, particular uh, needs in their in their diet? And I thought about it. And I thought, no, no. And yes, okay, so uh, there was a difference in um, roosters between, say, I don't know, 2.8 kilo to 3.6 kilo, I recall. And with the chicks, you know, the hens, it was a 2.2 kilo to about 2.8 type thing. And uh, I thought, no, the only difference here would be the their accessibility to you know how much they how many calories they take on board to account for their weight, which means that's how much uh, micronutrients they're taking on board. And then, uh, with my understanding, that uh, in, since the sixties, we've we've pretty much doubled our uh, captivity. Uh, and uh, our captive animals, our you know our zoo animals and our um, producing animals, our farm animals, that sort of thing. We've, we've pretty much, if we let them live, that is, <laughs> we've pretty much uh, doubled and tripled their life expectancies in captivity. And uh, that is because of the understanding of micronutrients. We understand it in the veterinary world, but we don't understand it in the human world. No, no, we've got all these stupid, stupid, stupid um, ideas in human health. And, uh, you know, when you've got a, uh, an AO negative blood type, you need, you know, this 1.2% bloody factor of diet and you need to have a diet heavy in lettuce and all that sort of shit. What a crock of shit, let me tell you, let me tell you. Um... You know, even if you select lettuce as an example, uh, lettuce in this field versus the northern end of a particular farm, it may be different in uh, the amount of two or three different minerals. You know, that sort of thing. Never mind a lettuce that's grown in, I don't know, Pakistan. A lettuce that's grown in Missouri might have a difference uh, in, you know, double the amount of a particular mineral let's say potassium, and they might have half the amount of, um, let's say, selenium. 
and in total, uh, you know, in the Mazura, uh, lettuce might have seven minerals and the, the one in Pakistan might have uh, 19 minerals, you know. So the minerals in our vegetables is not dependable because it's not dependable of how much uh, minerals are in the soils at a particular growing spot. So when your dietitian, if your dietitian doesn't understand or subscribe to, um, you know, if the minerals aren't in the soil, they don't end up in the food. Even if they do end up in the food, it's very, um, it's not dependable. It's not equal in this season to next season and this part of the field to that part of the field or versus different states and countries. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. You could actually have uh, be so different in the northern and southern part of a a, uh, a particular farm versus a uh, a lettuce in China versus a lettuce um, in uh, Wisconsin. You know, it can be that different. And what's adding to that difference is. Uh, We've mitigated, mitigated uh, flooding with all the three million dams we've got built in the world. And uh, that is impacting on our minerals availability in our diets and the leading cause of why we are getting all these autoimmune diseases, so-called genetic autoimmune diseases, so-called genetic chronic illnesses, so-called uh, increase in autism due to, you know, the big V. I think it's now bullshit. I used to be on that side of the fence. Oh, yeah. And um, what else? Um, so, yeah. Um, we are not so different. Yes, we are different. Yes, we are. I'm certainly different than my housemate. My housemate is... Uh, I don't know. What's that? Apologies for the cut in transmission. Well, I'm apologizing to myself. It's not really a cut to you. It's just an interruption in the fluidity, even though it's not fluid. It's not organized. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, um, yeah, my, uh, like the difference in my housemate, you know, um, 10 to 15 kilo difference and, you know, male versus female and, um, uh, all that sort of thing, um, you know, in that example, they need um, less micronutrients than myself. Uh, we're both sedentary, so we don't need any extra. If I was to pick up my, um, my uh, well, activity level, or if it was um, summertime, I'd probably need a little bit more micronutrients. And uh, that sort of thing. And, and yeah, my, my housemate um, in recent times, uh, yeah, she's taken on taken on the uh, auto advocation. She's really doing very well. Really doing very well. Not not as um, compliant as I advocate or uh, thrust upon people. People, but um, you know, in any event, uh, she's do, doing fantastic. Uh, Chips some beef. Uh, really healthy. Her particular um, uh, chronic health um, little niggles here and there. 
uh, she's she's a fairly private sort of person, and I'm, I'm not going to uh, discuss any further on that in that respect. But um, yeah, so the moral of today's episode, today's podcast, we're not that different, okay? We have different physiques and that sort of thing, but our needs are exactly the same. And what I advocate in the whole Keto 44, I'm still going to stick by it, even though we may have preference for... Oh, I was... uh, I was at a, a gathering recently. Oh, you know, I, I love my fridge. I just need uh, sweets and I, oh, I love cake. Well, I, I, I explained to this particular person the whole piker thing. Oh, well, let me explain. You got piker. Oh, what's piker? P-I-C-A. Google does a horrible job in the sources it advocates for explaining piker. But yeah, basically piker is uh, code for cravings. And code for um, cravings equals micronutrient deficiencies. And then I had uh, another person that was listening in, very interested. Do you have any cravings? I said, no, never. I actually have real hunger now. Especially if I don't have my um, my quarter meal during the day. Yeah, I, I do get hungry from my, you know, let's say 7 o'clock brekkie to my 7 o'clock dinner. Yeah, a bit of hunger comes in. It does. So yes, okay, I'll I will end um, the moral. The moral of today's episode. We are different in features and all that, but our needs, I contend, I advocate, are quite the same, and it's very weight specific. So if you're fifty kilos versus one hundred kilos, one hundred pounds versus two hundred pounds. There is a double of micronutrients difference in those two little examples. If uh, your relative is 100 pound and you're advocating to your 300 pound relative, oh, you need to do what I'm doing. They pretty much need three times what you are taking in your supplements. (laughs) Not 300% more in... um, in calorie intake, no, 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 that's a little bit different. That's a little bit different. Um, we don't really understand calories because calories in food are a model, uh, like a, they're a model. This much uh, carbs, this much protein, this much fat equals this this many calories. Those nutritional information things that we see on those charts, in that nutritional information charts on the packet of food that you open, are only models. If you look up. You know, 150 grams of beef, and you look it up, and wow, this is how many calories it has. You still might be out by 150, 200%. Because uh, those, what we understand with calories, uh, we haven't really updated our understanding because we don't burn and measure the amount of energy generated in each batch of food because each batch. Each sample of food that we present, this even one piece of steak versus the next piece that you cut in the in the same piece of meat may be different, even in the same weight. Like uh, cut off an ounce, cut off an ounce, burn it, burn it. You might be there might be a fifteen percent difference in calories. How about that for a spin out? 
Yes. So if you're counting your calories, that's why I don't say actual calories anymore. Uh, they're all estimations. Even if I estimate, I still might be out by 40%. I still might be out. So, and for people that count the calories going in and then count the calories going out, you might be out by 400%. Because even the whole um, counting the amount of calories that you expend is quite individual in that respect. And the, the machine model might be different as well. You know, the calculation the machine makes. Also, you know, you might have entered the data in like, two kilograms uh, less than what you actually weigh. And then, of course, it's going to read differently. Yeah, um, yeah computers aren't, are never wrong. It's only the data that goes into them. We tell the computer what to do, you know, in the calculations, right? Calculators are never wrong. That's right, that's right. So, all right, I think I've made my point. It all, uh, the only differences are um, weight-wise, not in, not in calories. Um, there's this understanding that we need 2,000 calories. Uh, I don't, I don't know how many calories we require. That's uh, like a arbitrary number. That feels right. That's that's all we have. It only feels right. Even when there's a scientist that uh, indicates that ah, oh, you know, 1,900 calories, and then we just uh, round it up to 2,000. That's what we need because then you're you're. Uh, Guaranteed to get this much uh, calcium, this much, yeah. You know, protein, this much, yeah. Uh, bloody vitamin C, and then Bob's your uncle. No, 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 no. It's, uh, even if you're taking in um, 1,100 calories, uh, you can still get all the micronutrition that you require, even if someone takes in 3,500 calories. Yep. It's that way out there. It's that complex. It's that. It's that much of a uh, seen versus unseen factor. It's complicated. It is. But when you complicate, uh, then you simplify. Then it's not complicated. And that's what I'm trying to advocate, state, um, solidify here is that if you do the keto 44 according to body weight. We have the most, the most right, the most effective um, health approach that we have available going to the human race and all vertebrates for that matter, that we have available, okay? So let's pick up that efficacy. Uh, if you really want to pick up the efficacy in uh, me watching you like a hawk, to really turbocharge your health outcomes, well, I've got the whole Concierge Health Advisor service. Uh, the website is on the show notes. Have a look. Don't get frightened by the uh, by some of the charges, by, by some of the um, price ranges that I place in there. You probably need some skin in the game. Otherwise, no one has paid some money to uh, get some outcomes. Otherwise, if I just, uh, if you uh, count on just me feeding you the information, which you can still go on, you can go through the quagmire, which I advocate here, 
and you can still get benefit. But some people, they'll just think, oh, yeah, I'll just have some cornflakes. Not knowing that uh, in that example, cornflakes has malt in it and malt has gluten in it. And then, oh, my goodness, then you get the thing uh, like, I'm getting no benefit. Your approach is shit. And then I say, well, what you're doing is shit. Uh, the efficacy isn't quite there. So if you really want the efficacy, uh, take on one of the service off- offerings that I offer there. There's uh, gold, silver, bronze in the paid um, packages. And then there's iron, where you can just uh, do the whole Keto 44. And uh, you'll still benefit. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Okay, so we are different, but we're not. That's the moral of today's story. That's all for now. Until the next time. Until, uh, yeah, today's episode was number 165. And uh, until the next time, bye-bye for now. Yay!